G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Chew in the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics around Australia and also across the globe. In this episode, we're going to give you highlights of the week. My name's Jack, and I'm once again gladly joined by good mate, fellow sporting diehard, Gus. Gus Bus, how you going? Good, thanks Jack. How are you? Good mate, you're having microphone issues. Not issues, I'm just <laughs> finding the optimum place. No, it's, just been, testing a few out. You're laxing back today a little bit more than usual. Week by week, I just sort of lax back and back, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm referring to the notes less and less. <laughs> but remember, maybe a couple of weeks' time, we'll go downstairs to the couch. You'd love We're that. begging for it. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the couch up here. <laughs> oh, interesting. Producer Frey, could you make that happen? Of course. <laughs> of course, and once again, mate. Producer Frey, thanks for joining us and helping us put this podcast together. You. He's <laughs> keen. Gusto. Pre-Pilates too. Pre-Pilates and he's still got energy. 100%. Already stretching. Well, <laughs> once again, boys, we want to thank our very long-time sponsor. Full season one almost. Yeah. Maybe one, just one episode of, that wasn't. Was it? Missed oh, the first. I missed the first and then got on. Yeah, we loved, arrived. Love the content and we jumped one on straight away. On. Yeah. Do you blame him? No. <laughs> Do you um, blame and We're talking about Kiala Organic Beef. So they are 100% certified organic grass fed beef and pork straight from their local farm in Toowoomba and delivered straight to your door or workplace. Wherever you are. Wherever you want to be, they'll deliver it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for another rhyme. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Well, I knew that rhyming wasn't the object, but I couldn't. I still couldn't remember the final line. Oh, I haven't Staring done Staring into your eyes. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, Gus, I believe we have a new segment. I think we're going to debut a new segment. What is it? This or that. I like it. It rings. This or that. Yeah. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. What's the premise? The premise is going to be that we will be given two topics that are related to things, objects, events, foods, drinks, Some, sports. Somewhat related. Somewhat related at least, so that they're debatable. Yeah. And we're just going to choose this or that, our favorite. Wonderful. We're going to put a poll up most weeks. Every time we're going to plan to do this or that. <laughs> yeah. Look Once again, looking at producer Frey for that yeah. one. <laughs> and we'll just get the, we'll get the temperature of the room. We'll get the, the listeners. We'll see what they prefer. And we'll discuss. We'll present those results on, live on air. I like it. Anyway, we're going to do a live one today without a poll. Without the poll, because it's too new. We only... <laughs> we're going to come up with too it. Too new enough. Yeah. We... You, mate. I Sorry, come this is a trip... Yeah, a trip KDD to... came, came oh, up with it. Okay. You claimed it up until now. <laughs> I didn't claim it. I just presented it. Oh, yeah. And I didn't clearly say whether I had come up with it well, or you, not. You had good gusto about it, so I assumed that... Uh, it was, I it was proud was, of it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No, I came in. I said this morning... We're trying to think of new segments. And I just looked at her. This or that. Too good. KDD, thanks for that. Must be the marketing degree. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. All right. Should kick us off, mate. I don't have one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I thought producer Frey had one. No, I've got a great one actually. Um This or that. So it's in the liquid beverage. Uh, or the beverages <laughs> category. <laughs> so, no, hear me out, hear me out. It's a good one. Would this or that, a solo on a hot day after physical exertion. Yeah. 
Or that's pretty red hot. A hot chocolate in the middle of winter in front of a campfire. I'm going to come out swinging straight away. I just think the solo on a cold, oh, on a hot day. I know it's good. I was trying to find another drink that would match it with that. Solo's pretty all time. <laughs> it is. Isn't, is solo the one that you crush and you play soccer with the can? That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's well, pretty all time. Well, they had the ad. Well. They had that ad. That was the ad. Yeah. yeah. I definitely tried it a few times. Not that good. Producer Frey? Yeah. Got to be the solo. Oh, I was hoping hot chocolate would. Do you, Are you thinking hot chocolate like milk with chocolate powder? Or are you thinking hot chocolate like those hectic ones that you sometimes find that are just melted chocolate no no just a good quality homemade one just hot milk bit of chalky powder yeah keeps you warm on a cold yeah. day I do really like hot chocolate sometimes you can overdo it with the whole melt the chocolate into it thing and to get so good. rich it's a bit rich yeah now I'm talking like maybe even a Milo hot Milo yeah. hot Milo's are bloody good to in be in the fair. middle of winter too mm. that's tough second thoughts you're making a bit of Solo. a case. I think we live in a hot climate yeah, but we do see an occasional cold winter. So We do, we do. But I think we see more hot, and I think that's biasing me towards the solo. Okay, that's fair enough. I really like... Solo, honestly, for me, is probably top-tier softies. Oh, for top me, three. F- one. Yeah. It's that good. Pasito? Oh, God. It's pretty good, Challenger. too. <laughs> Stay tuned for my next week's... Producer <laughs> Frank, you like solo? Yeah. Top oh, yeah. one? Top three? first quencher it, it is, it is actually yeah and particularly um i probably wouldn't go for it just on every day but after you're sweating hot day mm. god it goes it goes down. and that has the extra wide lip on it too on the can have you noticed that i haven't picked that oh. which which element is extra wide the width so it's thick to so it comes out quicker oh the hole yeah of the can no way that the liquid is coming out of. I will be <laughs> Have you not noticed that? I haven't noticed that. that. Oh, no, we'll check it. We'll go buy a couple today. So other other cans are running a narrow hole. Much narrower. Much, much narrower. Well, it's, for, me, it's, for me, it's noticeably different and wider on the solo can. So good on them. Good on them. You like <laughs> a fast flow. Oh, yeah, especially on a solo, mate. Big hole on the mouth yeah. is what you want, basically. <laughs> All right. Producer Frey, what have you got for us? This or that? It's solo versus hot chocolate. He's got the same one? No. <laughs> Carry on. Hot chocolate, but no. Um, bring it back to sport. This one, start Good. with our roots, tennis. Using that old trusty bat. You know that tennis racket you've had for years that's just... Head liquid metal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the gold one, the gold-plated one? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So Keep going. <laughs> that's all right. That's my this or that unwrapping a brand new frame. New strings, new grip, unscratched. Restrung or factory? Restrung. Yeah. You can't beat that. Jesus. <laughs> oh, We're God. talking that With racket. one of those weird grips you sent us the other week that is like a cricket bat grip that gets heated on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> That's a pass I for bet me. they have a weird texture. Yeah. So what is it? It's a fresh bat or... Yeah, that that old trusty bat that you're not afraid to ding up and just it just feels beautiful in the hand mm. or unpackaging that brand new frame with new string, new grip. I haven't had a new bat in like seven years. That's why I'm going with the new (laughs) bat because it doesn't come often. And when it does, you hang on to that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And for me anyway, you know how when it comes in the (laughs) plastic, you know how when it comes in the plastic wrapping, for weeks I'll keep my rackets in the plastic wrapping even after using them. (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm going with the newie. Jack's going with that. Yeah. I'm definitely going with that. Uh, I think... As, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you get tennis rackets out that often, mate? I haven't had... A, I literally haven't got a new tennis racket since like 2014. <laughs> so... As much as I'd like to say that, I think I have to say this because that's the only option I have. Okay. <laughs> old trusty bat. Oh, that's a good one. With but strings that are also like four years, five years old. Hot. Brittle. Yeah, hot to trot. Hot hot and brittle and loose. <laughs> okay. All right. That was a good one. That was a good one. Shall we, shall we wait for yours next week, mate? Do you want me to brainstorm one? Do you have one? Maybe rip it at the end of the show. Yeah, we'll come back to it at the end. All right, I'll brainstorm one. Okay. <laughs> You're good at that. I've got one right now. Go. Dogs versus cats. <laughs> Dogs next. <laughs> no, I'll, uh, I'll think a, of another one. It's a classic one in the um, the domestic pet owner category. The old dog They're top versus... two. Top two domestic pets. I'd like to put chickens in there. Ooh. In the top two. Uh, probably not. Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that back Chickens are up there We used to have chickens Yeah For the purpose of laying eggs um, I'm not sure I think we must have taken the eggs I was But it, it was when we lived on property When we moved when I was like five, Four or five So it, was, it didn't last long But what happened was I used to I used to get in their face And I would pick them up by the. I picked one up by the wings To do ring around the rosy <laughs> Being like three or four <laughs> This and chicken's I, gonna love this game <laughs> I copped a big scratch up the thigh. Oh, so you should. Yeah, I should. yeah. Well, that's true. Were you then petrified of him after that or not? I think Dad got rid of him. <laughs> oh. I think he threw him over the back fence. <laughs> he threw him into the rainforest. I don't know. <laughs> don't you touch my angus too. <laughs> Put them in the bin. Oh, straight in the bin. All right, well. <laughs> Went wild. Bush turkeys. Um, I'm going dog over cat, mate. Fair enough. Unless a cat can fetch a ball and bring it back to me. My sister's cat can play fetch. I had a cat that did that. Oh, well played. Ball. Not balls though, like bits of scrunched up sticky tape and stuff. Yeah. Has to be crinkly, I think. Not about it. <laughs> Sorry. Chili can hardly even bring a ball back. Oh, she's Chili brings it back 10 metres shy. Great enthusiasm though. That's true. She does love yeah, it. She I mean. loves yeah. it. She wants you to play. Absolutely. Mum and dad's dogs don't really play fetch. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. Let's get into some highlights. Sporting highlights. Over the past week. Um, last week we touched on a debut in particular. Mm, Zaxini. Zaxini, yeah. With the mullet and the stash. Oh, unreal. Uh, we, before we get into a, what's happened in the recent world of sport, we want to talk about some of the best debuts. We claimed we would. Yeah. We we, did, and we, we did about it, five minutes of homework on this yeah. before we started talking. So we've done our homework. If we, Yeah, we claimed we would do homework and we did homework. <laughs> what, do you, what more do you bloody want? So just off the top of our heads. I'm but sure, if we've missed some. Of course, send them in. Because we probably have. Right into us. Um, we'll highlight it again next week. But we want to give you what we think some of the best debuts in sport are that we know of. And thought of in five minutes. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Um, staying local in the NRL also happened recently. This yeah, season. this one just rolled. Started this it season? Was last, last, season. Season. last season. Rolled off the bat. Charlie Staines. Yeah. I think he scored four, four tries, tries on, debut. on debut. Similar situation as Zach Sini in terms of he had an army of mates with him. On the tins in the corner. In the corner and, and, he and scored, scored in, front in front of him. I think they moved corners at halftime to follow him around. They did. <laughs> That's clutch because they were on the hill. I can't remember where it was. Uh, he was local, I think. 
Because Panthers, the Panthers regular stadium, do they have a hill? No, it doesn't. No. It must have been somewhere else. Anyway, I can't exactly recall, but they were. it was COVID, so I feel like it was restricted capacity and they snuck a little cheeky one around the corner. Oh, definitely. But anyway, that was that was That, was, that, was, that was exciting. Four tries on debut. I don't think we'll... You don't see that one too often, to be honest. And he got locked jaw afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> from laughing. From laughing. Exactly. <laughs> from laughing. <laughs> exactly, for Jesus, right? Oh, um, what a night that would have been for him after the game, mate. That would have been... <laughs> Sounds like it was. Oh, if you get locked jaw, you've done a good job. Yeah, he's, he's opened it up, I reckon. So, yeah, Charlie Stanes had a great debut. Um, another one we want to highlight, Carmichael Hunt. You were saying Sprung before. Well, he played, the, he played all 26 rounds at the age of 17. He, he only turned 18 in November of 2004, so he played the full season being 17. That's unbelievable. He would have started pre-season when he was like 17 and two weeks the year before. Jeez. And he played fullback, I think, mostly. he played, And I think there was a little bit of talk of representative honours for him because he, he came in that hot. Well, he, he had a... He kind of had the golden ticket on his head since he was 15, 16, coming through schoolboys and whatnot. So I didn't know. He played schoolboys with Benji. Because Benji, you know, Benji went to school on the Gold Coast for a bit. I didn't know that. He was at, I don't know if it was Keybro or something. It was one of those, um, like, footy factories. And he, so I think he played junior Queensland with with Carmichael. God, what a crop. Yeah, massive crop. I was listening to Carmichael's face-to-face with Matty Johns, and he reckons that's where he got the footwork from a yeah bit. I saw that too <laughs> how, how good's Maggie John's face to face by the way pretty good oh, good evolution very good um, so yeah Carmichael Hunt that was a great one Benji was a pretty hot debut he came in at like 17 didn't he oh he was electric too similar situation to Carmichael just stepping yeah the highlight reel from that like was it 2003 or 4 he would have debuted maybe yeah, 3 even because he came in and no one's ever seen that kind of footwork before where he was just goosing and like stepping up in the air in the at the yard. line What's, what's this guy doing? It's nuts. The highlights <laughs> are so hot from back oh, then. Bloody good. Um, going to tennis, just quickly, in terms of debuts. One of my favourites was Rafa, debuting well, his season, professional season Yeah, debut. I'll count. Because tennis is a bit strange. Because you make your... You don't really... Like, NRL, if you make your debut, you're, you're debuting you're in the first, first league. league. But tennis, you can debut a professional association. In any lower-tier tournament. So... I'd take first, like first season. Anyway, sixteen years old he was. He played. I think he was definitely on clay, maybe potentially in either Rome Classic. or Madrid. Beat Carlos Moya, who was at the time world number one. It's a name I haven't thought of in a while. Who is now his coach? Wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. And working with him. Um, so that's pretty cool. All these years later. So I think yeah, Rafa would Rafa was sixteen. Carlos would have been about mid twenties. So. That's pretty all-time. That is a big win. That's a great win. That's a world number one in their prime. Yeah, and then he went on to win the French Open two years later yeah. at 18. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just, I think 19, actually. Not bad, not bad. Not bad That's physically all. demanding tournament. Um, another one that producer Frey's put in, Shap. It was just an interesting one that uh, it just popped up on the ATP tennis but they were talking about how after the big thriller between Shap and Raf overnight, um, they were doing a little highlights reel of the two of them. And Shapo was the coin flip kid, like the mascot boy for yep. Rafa in Montreal in 2008. And then it was nine years later, 2017, nine years. Yep. Mouth podcast. Yeah. <laughs> she nailed that. Shap ended up playing him 
in Montreal and actually secured that win. That's awesome. That was probably one of the biggest wins of his career too. N- Nadal's renowned also for hitting with young juniors. There's been a couple, whether it's like Shap has done it, that new, that young, um, oh, who's that young Italian coming through? Forget his name. Sinner. No, younger. Maybe he's sp- Spanish. Alvarez or something. Anyway, um, there was a photo of Raf and this this youngster when he was 12. Haven't hit. And they played each other last week or a few days ago. So that was that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. That's pretty but epic. going back to the coin flip kids, when Shap was a coin flip kid, usually the coin flip kids are like young up-and-comers in the area. They're players. So I reckon it's going to be more common. Might see some. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years' time. Mm. Nine years' time. Never know. Um, what else have we seen? So Agassi. Andre. Andre. Rip it. Rip it, Andre. Well, he debuted when he was 16. He did his first professional event Another when he was 16. Another young debut. Yeah. Because I think he'd stopped going to school when he was like 14. Well, that makes that makes a debut even better is the age that they're at when they're doing it. Yeah. The younger, the younger they are. It's exciting. Oh, it's un- unbelievable. It, you're filled with the promise of like, what are they going to be? They could be 20 years all time. Yeah. And I think he, well, it said he was, by the end of the year, he he did start. He was world number 91. By the end of the following year, he was world number 25. Jeez. So, <laughs> that's a pretty throbbing start. Coming out of 16 years of age, too. Yeah. With a, was it a mullet already? Was it? Was the mullet hot? Or was he yeah, the running was a mohawk in, at the time? No, I think the mullet came in a bit later. He was later. still young. Mm. And then he That's lost the mullet, Andre. and then he had the fake wig. <laughs> or the wig. The fake wig. <laughs> Is a fake wig real hair? Oh. Let's well, not get into that. No. <laughs> um, Andre was a great one, but on the same cards as youngsters, Coco Goff. Goff? Goff. There's a U in there for sure. There is, but I think it's after the A. Okay, well played. <laughs> um, she She debuted... At, well, she was playing professional tournaments at 14, 15. Yeah. Played Grand Slam, debuted at the Oz Open at 15. Wimby. Wimby, sorry. Wimby had 15. a pretty good run, didn't she? Very she good run. Um, and she just beat Sabalenka, mm-hmm. I believe, last night. Who just beat the party party. Yeah. We'll get to that. So, well, how old's Goff, Goff at the moment? She's 17. 17. Wow. Still. Still so young. <laughs> She's born in 2004. That sucks oh, for me. <laughs> for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. But Rafa's 35. Yeah. Paddy Raft had um, come onto the scene late. Did he? Yeah. How old was he? I don't know, but he was a late bloomer in terms of his development and his game. Hmm. I think he debuted I wonder early. why. That's Even good. Sampras was a little bit of a late bloomer, wasn't he? Yeah. Because I remember, because I think he had some struggles with his backhand. Pistol Pete. Mm. I think he had some struggles and it sort of got rebuilt and then he sort it's of... got the yips. The, and then he was like, forget this. I'm just going to serve in forehand. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's a pretty similar to Pat. He was just a, like unbelievable serve volleyer. Yeah. Good backhand, good forehand, but just unbelievable serve. So Maybe it takes a while to just sort of hone in on your... Your skill, your niche skill. Your niche skill when it's something like that. Yeah. Whereas like Rafa is just an animal. Like he was just out <laughs> of the gate, ready Pat to go. Rafa was 21 when he first. had his first win as a in a tour level match. Yeah, right. There you go. That was Wimby. To be fair, that is older than a lot of like... For players that win slams, that probably is quite old. 
Although it is also very young as a person. Yeah, and in tennis in particular, we've got a you know, big emphasis on the next gen at the moment. So every two years it goes by, we have a new crop of next gen coming mm. through that are 16, 17, 18. So they've got eyes on them since... Yeah. Eyes on them early, um, which is a good thing, I think. It'd be tough. It is tough at that age. It's very tough. Um, let's continue with our debuts. What else do we have? Um, we saw in the Dragons... NRL game last week, two debutantes who both scored. I don't think I've ever seen that in the NRL anyway. Have you? Two debutantes scoring at once. Yeah, on the same game. I don't think so. It'd be an impossible stat to pull up. In Matthew Figi, 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 I think. And Junior Amone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I once again, happy, not... to, happy to let you take that hit <laughs> up. I wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's Apologies. pretty impressive. Um, and that's it. I'm sure that there's many more. Willow Hardy. Oh, 14. At the Margaret River Last week, WSL yeah. event. She's from Margaret River. So she was a home car- hometown wildcard, but still. Still competed. And the, the highlight I saw was a pretty big wave. Oh, mate. Scary. <laughs> it was scary. 14. Just shredded it. Jesus. That's what? crazy. Like, I think that might be the earliest debut I've heard of in a professional sport. I, you hear of 15, 16 a lot. Not a lot, but you do hear of fifteen, sixteen, but in a in like a tier A, a genuine fourteen start, yeah, is nuts. That's really up there. You know, and she's she could have thirty years in the sport professionally. True in surfing, yeah, <laughs> that's so nuts. Fourteen is a child. That's it. She's just got a taste of it. Yeah. So so much time. Like, there's no rush. I'm sure she's probably got to not going to tour. Like, she's got to go to school and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should be in what year? I don't even know what year that'd be. Eight, nine. Nine these days, man. Yeah. No. That is young. Maybe year eight. Anyway. Maybe even year eight these days because they're pretty old. I definitely haven't heard of a younger debut than that, so. Yeah. It's nuts. All right. Congratulations. Too good. Yeah, well done. Um, they're our debuts. If you have any for yourself and you're listening, send them in. We'd love to hear them and we'll um, throw them in next week's podcast. All right, boys, we've had some tennis some clay court action over the last couple of weeks and we're currently in Rome, Italy. Beautiful centre, by the way, as of they all are, I think. All those clay court the cl- runs. The clay court run. We talked about it too. It's the Pretty best hard. run the best run of tournaments on the calendar. I back that. For sure. Um Barty, our local legend Ash Barty, she's been doing pretty well recently. Yeah, she's, this whole sort of first quarter of the year. Like, I mean, she did well at the AO, she's just lost in the quarters is nothing to sniff yeah, at. Yeah, in three sets, that's still pretty good. Um, took out Madrid, the one before. Sorry, Stuttgart in Germany. Yes. Runner-up in Madrid to Sabalenka. Um, and so, unbelievable form on the clay, but lost, I believe, first round in Rome. Which, I don't know about you, but I don't mind a coming into... A bit extra rest. Yeah, a bit of extra rest coming into the French. She probably would have just gone into the tournament trying to work on a couple of things potentially and not really focusing and... I can't yeah. imagine your form could slip that much unless Definitely you got not. the yips. Definitely not. So, especially like she's she's a thinking player. There's no way her form would slip that much. So, I think I think a little bit of rest couldn't hurt. I like it. And I'm gearing up for her to take another French out too. So, mm. Well, that final was the first time she's been bageled in four years. In one set. In one set. And she didn't get bageled, bageled. Yeah. I no double sure. bagels. I was, I was worried about it when you said that before. First set, but then she came back and won the second and took it to a tight third. 
I think it was six four that she four six that she lost the third. So I think it wasn't. It was, a, yeah. I think it was four all. So obviously, apparently, I heard, I didn't actually catch the match, but I heard that Sabalenka was playing just unreal tennis in the first set. Just big. Someone said just the best tennis they've seen. Well, what? You, yeah, you can't do anything about that. Yeah, Barty just said like when she's serving and returning like that, it's just off my racket. I can't do anything. But she apparently just crafted her way back in, started mixing it up a bit, and got the second set. So she's still she's still on it. And, yeah, I'd say she's still in red-hot form mm. leading into the French. Um, we've also seen an upset, as mentioned before, Coco beating Sabalenka. Just fact-check that one for me too, please, producer Frey. <laughs> Looked at him really intently. I don't know whether I dreamed Ref- it. The, refu- <laughs> the dream refused the night to or... say that confidently. <laughs> Coco won 7-5-6-3. There you go. 7-5-6-3. Um, Serena six, lost, three. Osaka lost. So all that big... Big guns, our big hardcore hitters are really struggling on the clay. The Naomi moment. doesn't like the clay, does she? No, it does not at all. It's a bit like Daniel. Yeah, and Seren- he doesn't like it either. <laughs> to Medvedev. Yeah. Oh, he hates it, mate. <laughs> and he's he doesn't hide it either. <laughs> he's not built for it, to be fair. No, but he still gets results. Like he's not losing first round or anything. Like he's still obviously. Well, he's world good. number two, he must be. <laughs> yeah. You're meant to be all right. <laughs> I mean, Osaka's loss was to Pagula. Who's a fantastic player? Yeah, she is a clay. It's not court like she just specialist too. stumbled. It's just a sudden match. Like Pagula made it deep into those open. She's hitting big. She's yeah. Yeah, and Serena obviously she hasn't been playing matches, and that's probably a fair loss too. Who I forget yeah, her fair. name, but she played uh, French Open semi finalist in. Gee, I don't know. Producer Frey, can you get that yeah. on for us? She played against Podoroska. There we go. <laughs> Nadia Broska. That's probably worth mentioning for both of them, though. Oh, for but sure. They're not. The, you um, know. So yeah, that's some random results on the women's side leading into the French. So that'll be an interesting, interesting French Open, I think. Mm. I started seeing Wimby posting on Instagram too. They're trying to well, fire, quick, they're firing themselves yeah, it's up. A quick turnaround. Doing a bit of get mowing. The rollers out. <laughs> water and get rid oh, of the God, I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah. Love to see that from Wimby. Um, Going on to the men's side, um, we've also seen a few random results. Um, Jocko looking pretty clean, getting through his through to the quarterfinals in Italy at the moment. Stefanos just played Berrettini, which is a pretty tough round of 16, to be honest, in two plays. But well, Berrettini just made the final of Madrid. The tournament before, yeah. Yeah, losing to Zverev. So having to play Stefanos in the round of 16. That's a I don't think we had, last time we spoke, I don't think that had happened. I don't think Zverev won Madrid. Well, he did, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty big. That is big time. Not not necessarily a bloke. One of those blokes, a bit like Stefanos. You That's sort of look at the physique and you think... He's not a clay quarter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't strike. But he plays... He, but he sits back in the court. He plays heavy. So when you really think about it, his game style suits it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he moves really well for a tall fella. Yep. Yeah, he's and one he, of his... He's got Nadal next. Oof, so that'll be oof. interesting. Yeah, you never know. We've we've been wrong, we've been wrong before. Um, we've definitely been wrong before with an adult. <laughs> yeah. match. Where's Rublev at? <laughs> Get him in. There he is, Rublev. Um, Sonego as well taking out team in a ridiculous three setter, seven six in the third. That's that's really that's a team is really good on clay. Unbelievable on clay. Team has had a, couple, a bit of time off though with an injury, but up and down. Pretty yeah. Spray. Um, <laughs> That was good. That was clutch hand movement. I was you see that? Wavy? What? <laughs> he's he's got the wave. He's a wavy kind of guy, you know. Um, seen his hair. This is one thing I want to highlight with the Italians, though. Sinego, Berrettini, Sinner, 
they play lights out tennis. Like you see them playing and they're sitting back on the baseline and they're, they're hitting the absolute living daylights out of each and every ball. They play like a kill or be killed mentality. Um, Do you think I should get swept away with it like I used to get swept away with the French generation? I mm. think I, I'm going to make a call that it's up there with that young French, so the that French generation of Monfils, Simon. They play more aggressively. Gasquet, yeah. That's a lot of them though. There is a lot of them. But the Italians, are, they're coming. So they're I, coming I should get hot. swept up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. Stay tuned. Bonjour, no. <laughs> I'm going to go to Rob Dog and get some Italian lessons. Yeah. <laughs> make some pizzas. You know um, the... you know <laughs> Make some pizzas. That's what they Come eat on. in Italy, mate. Cultural. <laughs> you know how he hopped on my phone that night? We went to um, the restaurant and rooftop bar and he left a review for the restaurant. Yeah. Under my name, Rob at, Dog. At Celio. Mm. Yeah. The, they replied to the oh, review right. the other day. What, what did the and review I'm suspicious. Say? I think that... Because you know Rob Dog's mates with the owner, right? Yeah. I low-key think he's left the review under their name or re- left the reply under their name. Oh, he, and this whole interaction is just Rob, Rob Dog talking, talking to himself, himself on Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's my suspicion. What was the reply? Was it like a... I'd have to pull it up. It was a bit like, of banter back like, too. Thanks, Angus. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Worked hard on it. Um, you're probably right too, mate. I think so. I don't see why they just pick it out of however many reviews they've got. That's true. Anyway, going back to the tennis, we, we've seen a lot of our big hitters, big big boys, get some really good results in the clay, Berrettini being one. But we've also got Raleo Pelka in the quarters at the moment. Um, interesting one. So I think he's the same height as Isner. He's up there. The big boy. Big boy. Obviously, big serve, big four. He helps on the clay, hitting through the court a bit more. So he must be seeing the ball. He beat Karatsev. Our man, Aslan, the Chronicles. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about him for about two months straight. That's we first true. We were running so. so hot. I would have thought the baby cows would naturally give him wins on clay as well. I'm tipping Aslan to do a bit of damage to the French. I don't know what his results have been like otherwise in the past. He's been sort consistent. Of He's been getting second round, run. third rounds consistently. So it's been good. Okay. Yeah. So we could see a couple wins, a couple dubs. Yep. Depends on the draw. Where's he sitting now? He's in the top 100, he's, right? He's, in the, he's top 20, mate. Top 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, it's the baby cows. So he's going to... So he... Well, my question is, so he's going to have like a... Not favourable, but hopefully nothing too crazy. First round or two rounds, even three. Yes, yeah, so he'd be looking pretty comfy to make... Win two rounds, getting seeded in the top... Without getting topping, seated. you know, like team. Exa- exactly, exactly. Um, Zverev. <laughs> that'd suck, wouldn't it? Imagine debuting at the French Open and you have to play Rafa first round. It's, not, it's like that bloke that played Fedzi when he'd come through qualies at Wimby. You've got nothing to oh, lose. The, oh, the teacher? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the left, yeah, he was a local. Yeah, yeah. He was just, and he'd played qualies and just won. He was on like a nine-match winning streak yeah, or something. Oh, he lo- and then he, he ended up losing in qualies. Is that right? Or did he quali? No, no, no. I'm thinking of something. Sorry, he, no, he came through Wimby, qualies. Yes. Yeah, he qualied to play Fedzi yeah, first and round. And he got cleaned Santa up like court. 4-1-0 or something. And but he's but just got nothing to lose. And the crowd was... On, on it they loved yeah. it so what a chance like, Matt, you a school know, teacher any of us would take that a chance teacher, yeah. you just have the run of a lifetime form wise mm. next thing you know you're on centre court playing Federer at Wimbledon at Wimbledon <laughs> with a nice paycheck in the whites with a very nice paycheck Jesus must be nice yeah we'd all take that run but, but yeah so and you know I think it would be scary but I think that my my point is that like you've got nothing to lose if you've got oh, rough you first pl- round you play lights that's when you play your best tennis too yeah, the pressure... It's like when you're returning when you've seen it was a fault. 
You ever <laughs> notice it's always crisp as anything? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, why don't I do that when it's in? <laughs> like, it's only changed by two centimeters <laughs> and I've crisply struck it. <laughs> if that was on the line, I'm getting cramped up and oh. I'm just, ah, chipping it back. That's good. Uh, yeah, I agree with that one. Um, last up, or oh, matchup of the round in the quarters in Rome, which could potentially, I think, be a final at Roland Garros in Zverev and Nadal. So That's pretty nuts. It's a nuts quarterfinal. Nadal also just came through it with an epic win over Shapovalov, saving a few matches. 7-6 in the third. So we've seen some epic matches so far on the clay, which will hopefully produce four. What's up, French Open. Well, I was just going to say, throughout Rome, there has been a little bit of a, a highlight player that might be worth mentioning. Mm. Del Bonis. Random. Random. <laughs> 64 in the world. He's got... Bit of a veteran. Yeah, but he's gone... Three and three against Marcus Giron. Well, he's an unorthodox lefty. Yeah. And which no just, one likes to play. <laughs> and it's just beautiful on the clay. And then he took out, uh, I believe, Tiafo, Kachanov. Sorry? These are big names. Kachanov, Tiafo, and then he went on to... He's beat Felix. Goffan. Yeah. These are big names. He beat Felix, and now he's up against Opelka. So looking for a semi here. With a, with a pretty impressive run of scalps. Yeah. My word. So, I love that. Federico Delbonis. How good. Mm. <laughs> Career form. <laughs> yeah, bloody oath. And all of those were straight sets as well. Whoa. That's confident. That's good tennis. That's great tennis. Um, oh, I was catching up, wasn't So, yeah, some exciting tennis Who cares? in Rome. Brush over it. <laughs> yeah, with, with, with the French Open, boys, just around the corner. So, I reckon we, we'll get on that. Oh, definitely. With some chat. <laughs> I think we'll have to. Bit of review. <laughs> we'll have to. Um, all right. Let's move on. So that was pretty much our tennis news. The clay court season. Um, super keen for the French. And then a quick turnaround for Wimby as well. Um, let's get into some NRL. A few big bits of news from last week. Huge and obviously it's news. magic round this week. This is an exciting couple of weeks of NRL. And we've got... 20 minutes before producer Frey has to leave for Pilates. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's enough time for a bit of NRL chat, but we'll get through it. We're going to be swift. We'll get, we'll get through I'll it. I'll give you guys 27 minutes. All right. Ooh. What's your headline? My headline, which you put down before, the Fox. Six tries. That it, bruh? Six tries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, he's good. That's pretty all-time. And But what's more all-time about it is the time, 71 years since that since the last person, Jack Troy, to score six tries. Yeah. 71 years. 1950 or something. The, who was, 51. was it? Didn't I Nathan was... Merritt score five or something with South going back? There's been a couple of fives. Didn't Matic Cavalli scored five Ivalu, last year? Merritt, Merrin, sorry. Merritt or Merrin? Trent uh, Merritt. <laughs> Nathan Merritt. Nathan Merritt, yeah. That's confusing. Nathan yeah. Merritt. Um, Kempi scored four. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. He scored four against the Eels, and his fourth try was that try where it was at the siren. Lockie picks up the ball off the ground. Oh, true. Scoot, yeah. Scoots down the short side and just kicks, chips it over the top, bounces up into Kempi's arms and yeah. just suits it, sneaks over in the corner. But six is... and He scored six with plenty of time left for a seventh as well. Yeah. There was a little bit of and a... And there look. was a couple looks for a seventh. And there, was a little, there was one. Munster went for the classic... Kick it to the open field from about your own thirty and hope the fox catches it. Yeah. But he just didn't kick it sweetly. It just dribbled to the halfway line. Yeah, and it didn't. Yeah, and didn't get much of a chance. I think if he kicks that 40, 50 meters, the fox was on for seven. That's true. Also, I what think a robbery. Obviously, some of the fin- yeah, some of the finishes <laughs> from the fox 
<laughs> were, were unbelievable. But I don't think enough credit was given to... Um, what's my train of thought? Who's inside him? Justin Olam. Justin Olam. Put, Set, put, a, put a few on a platter. Oh, yeah, unbelievably. Um, but having said that, he did score a few crazy... That first one he scored... Yeah, he had to make... The kick. The, he, to, he, he doesn't score... Not many people score that, no. I guess I'll say. Yes. Maybe Charlie Staines. <laughs> On debut, in On particular. Debut. Yeah. <laughs> but like, seriously, like, that was just wheels. But I think, yeah, you're right. Justin, how, how much has Justin Olam's game just developed since we first saw him coming for the Storm? It's just a classic Storm story. Like, he used to just be, like, he went, he always went super hard. But he was a bit unreliable. Just, he was jamming people in defense. But this game and attack is just expanding. It's unbelievable. Put the kick in. Little left foot grubber, and it was clean. And he's probably going to see Xavier Coates on the outside of him next year. So PNG connection, yeah. So that's going to be unbelievable. Not what bad. a replacement, though. Yeah. For the Fox. That's the other bit. Of, yeah, that, that's news. Yeah, Coates that signs news. for two years with the Storm. Well, obviously, it's not good that Broncos couldn't keep him. But in terms of his personal development, oh, if you're Coates, you're going to the Storm. Yeah. <laughs> be mad to say no. Do you reckon he knew that they were going to sign Reynolds? This is also. News coming up, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> no. And if he had known, would he have been more inclined to stay? I think there'd be a few percent chance. Few, there'd be a little swing. Because Reynolds is a good kick. Yeah. Reynolds has a very good kick. Yeah, it's not bad. Good for a winger. Yeah. Good for a tall winger. Absolutely. But how many players have you seen go to the Storm, develop, and then get a big deal elsewhere? So after two years, I, I would probably back him... In the two years he's at the Storm, I'm going to back him to play six Origins and possibly get a Australia jersey. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's a big call, but and being, then being within that Storm system, and then after that, like he's still going to have he's going to have Munster Hughes, Pappy, possibly Olam. Yeah, putting it on a plate, whichever side he's on, but probably Munster Hughes, Pappy will be involved. He's going to get a few on a plate. He's going to get good chances, and he's going to get all that training and development they have in the what system a, down there. What a recruitment team Melbourne have. They have a good eye. Great eye, mate. They just, like, I'm sure they've been eyeing Coates off for a while too. Because, you know, Coates is probably like... Coates is almost their most marquee signing in a while. I know that's a crazy call because he's not like... Well, he's the best. He's one of the best young youngsters going around at the moment. And when have they signed a marquee name before? It's true. They picked blokes that people don't really want. Well, who's, people on, weren't who's, signing on, the, who's on the right edge from the dogs? Remus Smith. Yeah, he's playing career best footy and he was doing not much at the dogs so dogs didn't want dogs like, didn't want him alright have him boys yeah <laughs> oh so they're doing they've just got some magic water down there in Melbourne they've got so. a great scouting team but yeah I think honestly I think after two years Coates is just gonna have pick of the litter just anything any deal he wants he'll get if he wants to stay at the storm go ahead but if Munster's like going to the Queensland expansion team or something and he wants to move on yep they'd probably pick him up for a Heap, heap of coin 100% if like Ipswich in two years is a new club Munster would go they'll go Munster Coates package deal why not <laughs> yeah. UBT well Munster needs to get closer to Torella bloody oath <laughs> mad dog ginger beer it's dropped it's yeah. official it's arrived I'll be into it this weekend it's alright actually is it yeah we had a taste oh we did actually yeah oh, a couple yeah, weekends ago yeah on day you, do you want to do you want to tell us your story that you didn't get to tell on air the other week <laughs> yeah <laughs> Is it good enough to say for a round time? two? Nah, say no, it. no, no. Was... You'll have to get if anyone who's listening. If you want a good yarn about Jacket Torella, you'll have to ask him in person. Essentially, long story short, I got I told a blatant lie and Did pretty much lying. pretty much for a good for a good yarn and got <laughs> caught out. 
Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, the Fox. Going back to the Fox and Xavier Coates. Huge news in the last week. Probably the biggest news as of yesterday it was, I believe. Yesterday, officially. Officially. What, probably the Broncos' biggest marquee signing ever. Could be. In Adam Reynolds. Up there. Yeah. Just what they need, apparently. Everyone reckons they'll well, be good. Well, with I reckon. A, I, I was R. listening to Joey Johns talk about it a couple of days ago on Freddie in the 8th. I think it was, or as another one of his talk shows. Mm. He's the perfect guy. Obviously, his kicking game is unbelievable, but he's the perfect guy to get the front row on the front foot. Yeah. Which is exactly what they need. Yeah. Like in terms of 40-20s, good kicking game, f- field position. Into the line and hit short. 100%. So, Bit of that. And he's, t- and he's got three years of it. Oh, he's playing. He's playing really well. I don't know how. So- I don't think he's on. that. Like, there's this sort of myth. Like, oh, he's injury prone. He's been like. He's had a few like random knocks. Like he had a broken leg or whatever. But they're not. He's not breaking down in tissue or tendon. Well, no, exactly. And he's a bit. He's got that Cameron Smith way about him in terms of the older he gets, he's obviously not as athletic. He's just a general. Oh yeah, his kicking game and just the way he structures play. He just has so much because he knows the you know he knows the game so well. He has time. Oh, hundred percent. So yeah, I don't. I understand Souths is doing this policy where they're like, oh, we don't sign anyone over thirty anymore for more than a year. Yeah. But he's he's just thirty. He's about to turn thirty-one. Well, it's like what um. He's not that old. I know it's gone for a half. Uh, exactly. I know it's going to a different sport, but Michael Jordan always said when they were going for their sixth championship. Why tear a team apart when they're still winning? Yeah, literally. Like, like forced apart, like, oh, they're a bit old. We're going to blow it up, rebuild. Exactly. Have the youngsters they're ready contending. to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Like, the, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, does this slam South's window shut a bit? Well, who's coming in? I forgot the bloke's name. There's only name two who, off, who two off contracts. Johnson and Milford. Yeah. Neither is for next, really for next year. Neither they're a bit too much like Cody Walker. No one fills the Reynolds role. Reynolds role. Maybe like oh, I don't know Chad Townsend's already signed for Queensland, but they yeah. need that kind of player back. Yeah, sort of a organizing, organizing half. Because I honestly think if they don't get a really structured organizing half in, Cody Walker is in danger of getting milfed. <laughs> yeah, literally though. That's my headline, and that's I've exactly what happened it. to milf. Well, for a while, they were like... Hence why you called it. Turpin's <laughs> playing halfback. Yeah. It's like... And then Milf is sort of playing fullback, sort of playing 5'8". He's doing all the kicking. And they're saying run the ball. And he obviously has to direct them because he doesn't have a half. <laughs> and now we're all like, oh, Milf's been playing real bad. Just overloaded. There's too much going on. He's not He's not about that. There's way too much going on. He's never been an organising half. <laughs> and Cody, Cody Walker is probably more vocal in the team than Milf is, to be fair. But I think he's best if he's playing what's in front of him yeah well is with Adam Reynolds coming in is Milford the perfect pairing for him or do you reckon they'll be looking for someone else to stay in there I actually think he would be a pretty good pairing but Milford can probably demand bigger coin than the Broncos will be able to give him because the Bronx have a bit of their cap sucked up in the forwards but what a team and now Reynolds what a team that's going to be though they're like yeah. a top four in con- like contention with Reynolds in that forward pack they genuinely could be good because look how much better they've looked with Tyson Gamble. And the blokes played more three first grade games. Yeah. <laughs> and they immediately looked better. They've got an unbelievable forward half. pack. They've got great young players on the edges. Herbie. Herbie. He D- looks, he's been looking better and better D- each Oval. week. <laughs> well, and, um, Fully loaded. 
and the big horse getting his knees up. He's still got a couple good years in him, I reckon. So the big ho- second second tackle hit up is just big horse breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> it's just Bob's your uncle. And he he always he gets some PCMs, I reckon. You reckon? Not heaps, because he's sort of he's this weird kind of thing. Like, but he always pokes his nose through the line. He gets a quick play of the ball. That's that's the thing. He has, he's a hard run up out of coming out of their own ends. He looks like he's built of stone. How? He just looks like he's all elbows. You'd hate to tackle. Oh, him. it'd be hard to tackle. Hard bloke to tackle, like a like rock. Yeah, because he's 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 not not super thick. thick, but he's just a big frame, just big boned, oh, genuinely yeah. big boned. I'll pass on that one. I'll pass on any NRL player to be fair. But. <laughs> um, so you that's... see, by the way, it, when the cow, you watched the cows Bronx game on the weekend. Yeah, it was a great game. You know their last try, Tamalolo's try. Yeah. Like the play before Clifford made a break down the right hand side. Yeah. And he went through the line. You see Milf go for the early dive. <laughs> fifty out. No, I missed it. Watch the highlight. <laughs> They're like fifty out. Milford is like two meters behind him, and he just dives and misses. Tapped out. Tapped out. Oh, Didn't want it. God, Milford. Where'd that pace go? Oh God. Anyway, um, so yeah, there are some pretty big highlights from last week. Um, we've also. Got a very exciting weekend ahead in Magic Round coming up at Suncorp Keen Stadium. A lot of injuries. Yeah, there is that. But big name injuries. Mm. Um, a couple of names in particular. Ponga recently. A Ponga, injury. Munster, The Cheese, Latrell still out. Suspended. That's a couple of suspensions, obviously, The Cheese. Yeah, Cam Murray. Yep. Luke Keery, obviously, still out. Morris, recently out. Carrigan from the Bronx. Yeah. ACL, gone. Yeah, last Sean, week. Sean Johnson, still out. Rapina, Capel, Ramian, yeah, and Zach Lomax, which is a huge loss for the loss yeah. for the Dragons. I know there are more injuries, but these are these are actually. I've never seen such an extensive contention players injury list. Yeah, apart from the Panthers, every team is getting smacked. And Boyd Cordner, yeah, who's I've, been out for a while. Yeah, he just got ruled out of the Origin series officially, yeah. which is, I don't know, I, I know that. They say they're going through the process to see if he can come back, but how can you judge if his brains? got damage or not you can't no you can't you just have to make a call and I, I I don't know I think if you're thinking about it like if it's a if it's, if it's this a concern, borderline it's been six months say, like health first just, man yeah like of, of all things you cannot especially after the career he's had the club the club wants to keep him in a role because he's he's a big part of that culture they have that is hard working and accountable 100% and they still have to pay him anyway with his contract so they've got to find a role like for I'm him I'm sure somewhere. he'd be around because he's an important voice for that culture like you only have to look at the Broncos to see that you need to keep these voices in the club. Which they haven't been doing. If you have this culture, you need to keep it up. And I think Boyd would do that for the Roosters. 100%. So great, I think a great could, asset. I know, I know he's a competitor. He's an athlete. He wants to come back. But I'm, I'd be nervous. I am nervous. Yeah. Great player. Um, anyway, we... What have we got? So, we, Magic Rounds. We've nearly lost... <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> Magic ground. So heaps of injuries, but it's still that festival atmosphere. Everyone at Suncorp. What a weekend. So there's I, excitement I was, in I was the air. telling you this before. My theory is with all these injuries out, probably a <laughs> lot of niggling injuries, yeah. which maybe have been put on a little bit more by the individual athlete. Yeah. Because it's magic round. What a weekend <laughs> to have off. Munster's up at Torella. Watch a few games, get around, <laughs> yeah. a few beers. What a weekend. This would be one of the most like. Did Cheese get himself suspended when they're up 50 nil already? I think so. He's like, wouldn't mind a week off. (laughs) (laughs) Swinging swinging arm. (laughs) 
but yeah, what are we going to have off if you if you're injured? In not bad. Um, we going to we're not going to any games, are we? I don't think we are anymore. No, or anymore. So many people like Gilly and the boy, Gilly and and Chelsea and everyone. They're going to I think possibly three days. <laughs> That's a lot of footy. I didn't have the coin or commitment for three no. days. <laughs> <laughs> but even the one day, and in the end, it was like. I will just set just up, hang out, <laughs> watch from home. Have a few still beers. good atmosphere. Anyway, build so, some atmos just with the boys. So with all these injuries out, I think we're going to see a fair few upsets this round, which haven't been People adjusted. I don't think they're adjusted for yet. People One are not tipping them. In particular, Knights Tigers. So the Knights are still favourite. I think it's a huge blow that Pong is out against the Tigers. They've already because they're missing Piercy already. So, and the Tigers are. Well outside at the moment. So I reckon that's a huge call for an upset there. The weird thing with the Tigers, though, is that Madge is named Dewey at centre and Mbai at six. And well, Dewey's been good. Yeah, I know. Dewey's obviously unbelievable centre, but Mbai in the halves. Moses is one of those weird blokes. He has such he has massive <laughs> just, utility value. He's just a weird bloke. No, he's a good bloke. <laughs> yeah. He's a weird player, I guess. He has super high utility value, but yes. it, it's a bit weird you play him. He's a bit Sean Berrigan. If you put Moses in yeah. 2006 Broncos, people are like, he's so good. Yeah. You can play him anywhere. Because yeah. you can't. You can play him, you slot him in anywhere. But now it just becomes a bit of a. But if headache. he's on marquee money in a less talented team, yeah. now you think he should be carrying the team. Where do we play him to carry the team? And, it's, and it becomes an issue. As opposed to just, oh, we can just float him wherever. Like if he's on the storm, imagine the value he has at. Oh, week yeah. to week. Bellamy would have him in the team random places every week without fear. It's like cheese coming off the bench. Yeah. So, anyway. So, uh, yeah, I'm calling for a Tigers upset there over the Knights. Quite easily, too. And they're, like, they're, I reckon they'll be firing up. They haven't had a few wins this year and they'll be, you yeah, know, June. the 15th. Yeah, it's not good, hey? <laughs> Where have we put him on our ladder? We'll put him 12th for the... Prediction? Yeah, after 26 rounds, so... um. I'm picking the Knights still for producer Frey. See, I'm going Tigers. That's that one's the first game, so we'll see. Yeah, soon. as much as I hate it, I do love the Knights. Um, but I'm going, I'm going Tigers for that one. Uh, the Bronx are playing Manly. Yep, tonight. Tommy Turbo and the Manly Seagulls. I, I also think this is a. Good, the Broncos played pretty well last week against the Cows. Yeah, and they played pretty well the week. Yeah, and the week before. before. That, so they're looking they better. The they're looking that. better and better each week, and they're starting to harden up a little bit more. Yeah, they just play, they seem to be ripping in. So, with a f- packed Suncorp Stadium, they've got to yeah. fire up for this one. Oh, I've got, I saw this bloke. We were, I was catching the train home yesterday. Yeah. On the um airport line, mm. and this goes through Albion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this bloke. He was dressed. He was dressed in Joseph's multicolor coat, turned into bloody vest and pants. He was in long pants and a vest, and they were patchwork multicolor. <laughs> So as many colours of the rain, more than the rainbow. Any colour you can think of this bloke was wearing, right? (laughs) Just a vest, sort of unbuttoned a little. And he had a fresh shave, a little bit on top. And he had QLD, Broncos logo, and like a footy shaved in his head. On his melon? Yeah. Not tattooed? Shaved. Shaved into the hair. Crisp shave. Wow. But he had a big Broncos tattoo on his chest. (laughs) That's an omen. That's is that is that not a great omen for well, the Bronx? He's, he's definitely going to be hitting Suncorp this weekend. He definitely is. He's prepared. If he doesn't get kicked out. Wow, that's 
and he was he was a hit on the train. Everyone's like, "Wow, look at you! How much did that cost? Hundred bucks, apparently. Oh, cheap as. Yeah, that's what he said for the hair or the coat. I don't know if it was an ensemble price or a hair price. <laughs> we'll have to try and find him. You'll and spot I'll... him. <laughs> He'll be on the cams. Don't worry. Um, so I'm tipping Broncos, even though they are outsiders in this one. I'm just tipping Manly, so I can't get hurt as bad. So if the Bronx win, you're still keen for it. And it Bronx... Yeah, if the Bronx win, I'm sacking my tip. I don't care. Yep. If the Bronx lose, at least I'm having a good week on the tip. Okay. <laughs> hedging your bets. Exactly. Hedging my bets. All Even right. despite that omen of the man at Joseph in his St. Nicola Surely that puts you over the line for both the tip and the win. <laughs> I'm hesitant. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, Raiders Bulldogs. You'd think, obviously, the Raiders would clean up in this one, but they haven't been going well in the past few weeks. They've lost five out of the last six or something. Ridiculous. Ricky's dropping people, pulling people back. It's just a mess. Blokes are homesick. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah. it's a Ricky's me- stressed. It's a mess over in Canberra at the moment. But I'm tipping them because I've tipped them for like every week they've lost, I reckon. It's got and a I will around. not tip the dogs against them. They're going to win at some point. I'm in way too deep. And it has to be this one. I've got to keep tipping them. That's the only reason why. Okay, I'm also tipping the Raiders for this one. Clutch. Of Sharks, Bunny. So Bunny's coming off an, just an absolute thumping from Melbourne last week and they don't have that many plays back. Reynolds is back this week. Right, that helps. And Reynolds, I think, will want to show the Bunnies that... Because you've lost me. This is what you're missing. I think so, but I think he, he loves the fans. Yeah. So it's a win-win for him. If he plays well, he shows the management, I've still got it. Yep. Can't believe you didn't offer me three years. Yeah. But he shows the fans, I still love the club. I love South Sydney. Yeah. I still love Redfern. I think Reynolds is going to come out hot. And the Sharks are just hopeless at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. So we're both obviously tipping the bunnies for this one. Yeah. Um, Saturday night game has a bit of value. Cowboys. Great Saturday night. Roosters. Everyone's tipping the Roosters. And I'm tipping cows for this one. When I was doing my predictions for this, I was like, one of you boys are going cows. For those listening, producer Frey puts in what he thinks will tip for each, each game. <laughs> and I think for everyone so far, he's had to readjust. No, I got <laughs> Raiders, good. right? Um, so the Chooks and Cows. Um, well, obviously the Cows coming off a really good win last week against the, 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 the Bronx. Mm. They looked good. They did look good. They played tough. And the Chooks have got an absolute... Extended bench of injuries at the moment. Slew of so. injuries. But Victor the passes inflict- HIA. He's, inf- he's playing. The Inflictor. Waria Hargreaves played really well last week. Starting, he's starting again. Yeah, he'll probably still give away two or three penalties. Teddy's still there. Yeah. Teddy, one of the Morrises, the one that's not injured. Tupu. Oh, Jesus. They've still got a good back line. Uh, Ikevalu will start. Luke Walker. Sam, Sam Walker, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I think he there's there was talk he might be rested. That's fair. Um. Well, he's, he's he gets a lot of hits and he's 18. Yeah, and he did. I did notice him like holding the shoulder a bit. Yeah, he's had like an AC game. injury. Apparently, yeah. he's been getting needles for that. Anyway, I'm tipping them on a good forward pack, systems, discipline, and, and t- t- Tedesco. Okay. So one of us is tipping the trucks, produce Frey. This is my upset the cows. Oh, I take that back. Don't let me scare you off. No, no, I'll stick with the cows. Ride the cowboys. Yeah. Save a um, horse. <laughs> Definitely save a horse. Save the Broncos. Oh, save, save Buck the, the Bronco. <laughs> yeah, save Buck. 
Uh, Should Buck game... run around for every team's tries this weekend? 100%. Remember that time Buck took a spill on one of the corners? What? Did you Is that true? It? Yeah, he took a spill on one of the corners because it was a bit dewy. <laughs> <laughs> Buck or Buck's rider? Buck, the, the Buck. Oh, no. Was he hurt? No, no. It was like a half slip and then got up and kept going again. But it was a spill. Lost traction a bit. Yeah, the back wheels went out. Damn. Uh, Warriors, Parramatta. This is another one where you think... Parramatta love playing at Suncorp, by the way. Yeah, they, they <laughs> do seem to. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, they've put some points on at Suncorp, that's for sure. Yeah. And I think they're going to do the same thing against I'm the Warriors. Them. Yeah. Everyone Big is. 40-point blowout, I think, this one. This is another upset of mine, even though with no Zach Lomax, but the Dragons over the Storm. As if you'd put my name next to the Storm for a tip. <laughs> you, you've messed up here, producer Did Frank. you not watch last week? <laughs> of course I did. The Dragons played. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The Storm obviously missing Munster, Harry Grant and the Cheese. So this is a huge Apparently value Apparently they named Kenny Bromwich at number nine. Yeah, it's a mess at the moment. So um, Smoothie on the bench. And but Pappy is on the extended bench, so he might be back. Yeah. Nico Hines six, Pappy fullback if Pappy's back, and then Jerome Hughes seven. That's still not that bad. It's not that bad, but Dragons are only missing Lomax, but they got Cody Ramsey in, um, and pretty much the rest of the team. So Benny Hunt's playing a bit better. The forward Jack Bird's playing well. Jack Bird, oh awesome! So this is going to be a good game. Is is Pap not busy? With a photo shoot? <laughs> Modeling. <laughs> with Zamstagram. Yeah. Bit of Tissot here, there. Oh, what a photo what that time was. time is it? Zamps is my favourite cricketer. Is it the two sexiest blokes in sport? Australian sport? They're both in the top three. Cody Simpson. One's like number one on the Bloat FC. They're both, yeah, they're both in the top three, I reckon. I reckon so too. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> let's hang that on the wall. So it's I'm, not chewing the bat without I'm going, a smoke show. I'm, go, I'm actually going the Dragons <laughs> here. Massive smoke show. I'm actually going the Dragons here for an upset over the Storm. I'm tipping the Storm just just because, because although the, the Dragons won, they struggled to beat the Bulldogs. Yeah. No, that's fair. And the Storm, they still have a good forward pack. they got the systems. It's a bit like tipping the Roosters. I just think like these disciplined teams are just hard to beat. That's true. And then to round out Magic Rounds, we have the Titans playing... Panthers, which I think could be a sneaky good game here. I think I'm excited for that one. Me too. That's going to be, we could be in good form by that one on Sunday evening. I do, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Oh, very good form. Because the Titans play touch footy. They're exciting. Well, every try of theirs is an exciting try. How, most likely team to score a 100 meter try? Titans. Because Brimson gets put through a gap in the (laughs) five meter line and goes. Nuts. Jared Wallace like Wallace finds yeah, him fire, it's always Wallace yeah, yeah fires a ball 10 metres outside from his own line and the other team's bunched up and Brimo finds a way Brimo through Brimo finds a way through and it's good to watch so and, I think, and then Peachy like struggling to get there following him <laughs> at the end so. the Peach. <laughs> he loves Peach, it Peach is, Peach is from Penrith he used to play for the Panthers right he so did be yeah up. So, but I'm, I'm, still, I'm tipping the Panthers me too I'm tipping, tipping anyway. the Panthers as well bad luck producer Frey sorry producer Frey tip there. but that was going to be my there's yeah. two two rounds right. Couple like, upsets. You know what? Jack's gonna go Chooks, which would be weird for you because you usually go cows. He does right. Gussie's gonna go Titans. How good is my Cowboys your... top eight tip coming, by the way? Yeah, you've, they've you've they've won well. three in a row, right? Yeah, they have. They're looking good. Ever since Maguire left, they win. The Raiders. Oh, under... Maguire got a win last week. That's yeah. good to see. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Moose. <laughs> been been too long. Oh, the the curse has ended. The drought has ended. So, have come. just to quickly run through our tips again, Tigers, Knights, I think, no, we'll, 
we're separate on this one. So I'm going Tigers. You're going Knights. Yep. Manly Bronx. I'm going Manly. I'm going Bronx. Bulldogs Raiders. We're both going Raiders. Raiders. Same with the Bunnies and Sharks. We're both going Bunnies. Yep. Split decision here on the Chooks Cows. Yep. I'm, I'm going Chooks. I'm going Cows in last last uh, week's form. Yep. Both going Parramatta over the Warriors. Yep. Obviously, I'm going the Dragons over Storm. I'm going to ride the Storm still. And both tipping uh, the Penny Panthers. But I think this could be top three games Th- of the round. Definitely. This could... Top two games of the round to finish off Magic Round, I reckon. Yeah, that'd be good, actually. I'm keen for games. both of those. What a Sunday afternoon. That's going to be really good. It's going to be red hot. Anyway, um, that pretty much wraps us up. Uh, and for this phrase, got to go to Pilates. Yeah, so, <laughs> mate, we've got to rush out of here. Or you do. No, we're right. <laughs> um, once again, limber. once again... Boys, this is our last episode of season one. Ka-chow. <laughs> Ka-chow. Oh, already starting a new catchphrase. Ka-chow. Um, <laughs> Surely not. Anyway. Well, thanks. you know what we've done in season one? What? We started local and we stayed local, as I always like to say. Start local and stay. That right. should be our new catchphrase. It is. But what if we want to venture overseas? Well, the, well local... Literally the first... The f- inside the first 20 words every episode, you say the word global. <laughs> That's not local. That's not a local word. Glo- local's included in global. No, it's not. It is. Well, kind of. Australia's included in global. That's true. Well played. <laughs> anyway, Start local, stay local. We're in the weeds here. These are for the planning meetings. This isn't for on air. <laughs> um, bit of housekeeping. We are doing an event on the 30th of May this month in a couple of weekends' time at KDV Sports Centre, the Live and Charity Cup. So stay tuned for that. We're gonna I'm be... 7% chance I might be here. That's, oh, it's a chance. I'm still a chance. We haven't booked flights yet because Kate potentially has a work thing on that week she needs to be here for. Well, it'd be good to have the full crew there, but if you have other... I apologize for floating with it. <laughs> Don't get my hopes up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to be at the Live and Charity Cup doing a podcast there, checking out the day's tennis. Um, it'll be a fun day. Try and raise some money with the organization and do a podcast on it for the following Monday. So stay tuned for that. We also have a couple of interviews coming up before that, next Monday and the Monday after. Surprise. Stay tuned. Season two, baby. And we're going to commence season one. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> we're ending season one. <laughs> and, then, and starting season two very shortly. Not a math podcast. <laughs> no. So, boys, once again, Gus, thanks for joining us. Thank and you. Producer Frey, thanks Thank for you. putting this podcast together for... For us. Thanks guys, good talking. And we'll see you, the listeners, next week. Can't wait. See you boys. <laughs> <laughs>